welcome back my babies to the last part i want to make this the last part and i want to wrap this up by kind of making this a little bit more clear and concise than it has been and i always like to say clear and concise because i want my stuff to like play out like a story like if i'm telling you step by step what happened and and everything but i just don't like to go into depth about my personal experiences but I'll, i do like to go into depth about what i learned from the experiences so I want to go down that list and as always I like to start these off by saying that I take everything that I say with a grain of salt because I'm not your life I'm not your shoes right I'm only speaking on my life and I believe in your ability to be your own person I believe in your ability to trust your gut to have your own instincts because that's what you do when you have a gut feeling just like everybody else and you can do research and shit like that so I believe in your ability to be your own person so going through step by step and going in order of all of the parts and everything that i experienced i want to go through it more clear and concisely so the first thing is first and i'm going to go through them and then i'm going to go in more into depth because i feel like if i go through them it's already more clear than it already was so first things first i felt like shit as soon as i left I want to say college and I basically did not feel loved by anybody or anyone and so I left my home and I was homeless for almost two years and during this time of being homeless I felt A kind of back and forth between freedom and being looked down on for my circumstances right and when I was couch surfing which was the next part of being homeless I felt even worse about myself because people were telling me how to live my life and I felt even lower because after or during this time that I was couch surfing one of my family members had passed and after this family member had passed I had spent a lot of time with my dad and felt even worse about myself because looking at death and looking at where I was in life just perpetuated this cycle of why am I even here why bother why try and after this time of couch surfing or when it was getting to basically the end of it, I was as far down in depression as you could ever go. Like, I was like, why try? Why bother? Everything is just going to end as soon as I fucking die. So why try? Why put effort? Why get out of bed? Why fucking shower and shit? And then I went back to my mom's house and I just felt really angry at the world, at life, at the situations, at the circumstances that I was in, at the life that I've been dealt. I was just pissed off at the government, the school systems, the systems in general, the system that is in the U.S. And the classes that come with this pyramid scheme. You feel me? Lower class, middle class, upper class. Notice that it gets smaller and smaller. And... After being pissed off for a really long time, I realized that, you know, a lot of people have it worse than I do. 
and I kind of realized why people are so sad all the time and why I was sad in the first place. So to put it into a conclusion, I was sad, then I was homeless and feeling kind of highs and lows. And then my family member passes and I was feeling low continuously. And then being couch surfer, being a couch surfer made me hate the systems and hate everything and everyone for not helping me with the life that I've been given it, but instead of telling me what to do. And then I ended up back in this state of like bliss, which it doesn't seem like you would go that direction from all the things and all these situations that I basically have talked about. But that's the most clear way that I can put it. I was feeling like shit because of all these things. And then I finally realized, like, why I feel like shit. Because, you know, I'm already doing that. Like, life already is beating me up. Why should I beat myself up even more than life is already doing that? (laughs) So, basically, what I learned in the situation where I felt like complete and utter shit before being homeless is that, you know, I was chasing this idea of love because before I was homeless the only reason that I was sad was because I was chasing this idea of like being happy all the time and life being like a fucking movie and everything working out for you and getting to hang out with your friends on weekends and you know going out to party going out to drink going out to do shit that might not have been the best thing to do and then I was like actually homeless and feeling highs and lows because of just like the amount of stress that I was under and the amount of pressure that I was putting on myself to not be in that situation anymore. And then when one of my family members passed away, I was like, holy shit, this was the, this is one of the very few people where it did get to me, like the death. You feel me? Because I feel like when you die, you really don't go anywhere. Like, your soul lives on. I'm one of those types of, types of people. So it did hit and it did hurt because I actually like enjoy this person and I love this person with the deep, like the deepest waters of emotion. You feel me? Like I really, really, truly fucking cared about this person. And so it kind of did hit me. And then the fact that I was couch surfing, it hit me even harder of like, why bother? And I think the fear of death kind of got to me. Like, why should I even try? Because at the end of my life, it's really not going to matter. And then moving back to my family, it caused a lot of frustration. Just because I was like, you know what? Like, these people really be pissed me off. And why did I come back to somewhere where I knew I was going to get a lot of backlash for the way that I've been living for the past couple of years? And a lot of backlash in general for the way that I've lived my life and the way that I choose to live my life. And just, you know, overall, them, like, they don't do as much as I do. And they want to call me lazy and blah, 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 right? Like, family stuff. 
or better yet, dysfunctional family stuff. Because I realize that a lot of people don't have that type of relationship with their family. And some people do. Some people don't. So, yeah. want to clarify. <laughs> so, after basically summing up all of those... It's like a good like five years or something like that. I would say... Mm, I would say it was more. No, it's about five years. Anyways, so... Basically, what I learned from each of those years was one that the only things that like you're guaranteed at life is whatever you can guarantee yourself in the sense of like this is for the people who chase happiness or for the people who chase this idea that life is always going to go your way and life is always going to be perfect I realized in this situation that you're not really trying like you can't be trying to be happy because if you're trying to be happy there's something in you that's telling you that you're not happy where you are and because I was chasing this idea of happiness right like going out to party going out to drink doing things that I normally don't do because I wanted to feel excitement or because I wanted to feel something different perpetuated the misery that I was in because I was like well when I'm not doing this I still feel miserable so I should go out and do this more but doing it more made me more fucking shitty. You feel me? Like, I was chasing this idea of like, oh, I need to go out and have fun because I'm young. And that's really not my peace. That's really not my fun. My fun is peace. My fun is being okay. Like, my fun is doing really funny, silly things that make me laugh. Laugh my ass off and do all of the things that I want to do. And I want to do them sober because I want to laugh the hardest when I'm sober. And so the biggest thing that I learned from that situation of like chasing this idea of happiness or this, this idea of love. I was like, I need to release this chokehold of control that I want. Because I'm never going to be in control and I'm never going to have everything be perfect and work out. And if it did work out and be perfect, I'd be in a movie. You feel me? Like I'd be a character in a movie. And this is real life and that's just not how things work. And my life has never been super duper happy. The happiness that I've experienced came from the inside of me. You feel me? Like I've had family members pass on me before. I've had people and situations. I've had situations in school where I was bullied and I was picked on and I was harassed. And there's been times where I was hurt physically. And there was times where I was hurt mentally. And there was times where I was hurt spiritually and I still was happy during those times because I didn't care and so during that time of chasing this idea of happiness I realized that I needed to not care about the bad things that happened to me because I was putting too much weight on that side of bad and good you feel me yin and yang I was giving all the dark areas of life I was giving them too much power I was like you know what there's no reason to feel sad over you know minor inconveniences like if my phone starts buffering there's no reason to be frustrated because this is just something that happens and it could be as small as that or it could be as big as you know my when I got into a car crash right before I was homeless I was like you know what like this is like a huge freedom that I don't get to have anymore but that's not true because I can just buy a new car you feel me especially with the insurance you know the fact that I got hit so I was going to get money. And 
then I move on to the next thing, right? Because I was like, you know what? I need to release this idea of control. Like, it's not that serious. And I know that life has good things just like it has bad things. And I was focusing too much on the bad. And it made me want to chase after the good because I wanted to chase something that I thought wasn't there, but it's there. I just don't give it power and I don't grow it. I don't fucking water it. I was watering the bad stuff. I was planting it like a seed and watering it like I really cared for it. But I don't care for it. And that's why it was doing so much better than what I was chasing. It's kind of like when you overwater your plants. Or you over-season your food. You feel me? You can do too much of a good thing. And I was doing too much of a bad thing. Because I was like, you know what? I'm chasing this idea that I don't have happiness. When happiness is being alive and being grateful for the life that I was given. Even if it wasn't the greatest. Like, I grew up in really shitty conditions. And I was always happy as a kid. Like, I was always fucking happy. And I was always happy even until the late years of my high school. Even when I didn't have fucking friends. Even when... I wasn't doing the best in school, even when I had straight C's, even when I didn't have a birthday party because I couldn't afford to have a birthday party, even when I didn't have birthday presents, even when I didn't have Christmas presents, even when I didn't have fucking clothes on my back that were brand new. You feel me? Like I had hand-me-downs my whole fucking life and I was so content. Like I was so happy with everything. And so I kind of got to that point and I was like, I was putting too much weight on the bad side of life. And not putting enough weight on the good side of life. Like, I need to acknowledge all of my wins. And that's what I learned from chasing this idea of love and happiness. Right? And then that moves. I move on to what I learned from physically being homeless. And physically leaving my family. Because I thought my family was part of the problems that I was experiencing with. Right? And when I got to this point of being homeless, I realized that I was at a state of bliss. Like, not having to worry about relationships put me in a state of bliss and I, what I realized from that is that I need to not put so much weight right like I said weighing the good and the bad I was putting too much weight on the bad side of my relationships I was like I realized that no relationship is perfect and there's going to be flaws in every single relationship but as long as they're not abusing me there's no reason for me to you know cut them out of my life and the only way that they deserve to not have a place in my life is whether they don't bring enough good to me because if I can write a list that's bigger in the cons section than it is in the pros I don't need you in my life and that's how I'm going to dictate my relationships and so I learned that from being homeless which to me is kind of like what the fuck why would you learn that from being homeless but that's what I learned from being homeless I didn't learn how to fucking manage my money but you know I learned that and I also learned that money comes and goes because one day I was homeless and one day I wasn't. So, you know, stability is something that's not real. You feel me? Like a lot of people think that being homeless is like beyond them. And they're like, oh my God, how could you ever fucking be homeless? And whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop and all this crazy shit. And homeless people, they're so capable. Why are they homeless? And it's like, you just, one day you have stuff and one day you don't. Like it's that fucking simple. And... You might think that'll never happen to you, but it could happen to anybody. Just like anybody can get fucking shot. Anybody can get fucking robbed. Anybody could have a tornado hit their fucking house. Anybody could have a plane fucking crash. Anybody could have a car fucking crash. Anybody could fall. Anybody could trip. It could happen to anybody. And stability isn't something that's real. Like, it's not tangible. You could be the wealthiest person and just look at Kanye. 
probably lost almost like everything, right? Lost his wife, lost a lot of brand deals, lost a lot of fucking money, lost a lot of fucking fans. Stability is not something that's real. Stability is something that's portrayed in the media, portrayed on the news, portrayed, portrayed, portrayed by the wealthy, right? But how did the wealthy get there? The majority of people who are wealthy will tell you, well, well, I use the government's money and then the government's money ended up making me money. So I did it for free and this is how you do it, right? And then you're like, nah, that's a fucking scam because stability starts from stability. And so that's why I say that stability is not real because it's truly not real. And this is why a lot of famous people will tell you fame and fortune did not make them happy. Why? Because it's not real. You're chasing this idea that you're going to be stable somewhere, someplace, but you're never, ever, ever going to be stable. Nobody's ever stable. The only thing that's fucking stable is a table with four fucking legs, and even then it has a wobble. You feel me? And if you can walk on your two fucking feet, you're stable. That's what stability is. And so what I learned from experiencing the homelessness was, one, that if you bring me more bad than you do good, bye. You are not worth my time. You are not worth my effort. You are not worth my breath. You are not worth my time. You are not worth my energy. And I myself am a value. I bring a lot to the table. I bring wisdom. I bring guidance. I bring love. I bring compassion. Until you show me that you're not worth it. And the only people that are truly not worth it are the people who don't want to get out of feeling like that. If you want to perpetuate the cycle of, oh, I feel like shit. Help me because you need to help me. Help me because feel bad for me. Help me because I'm not going to do it on my own. I want you to do it for me. Help me tie my shoe. Help me tie my shoe. Help me tie my shoe. But I taught you how to tie your shoe already. And so the two biggest lessons that I learned during my time of being homeless was if you don't bring the same effort and the same value as a person, like I'm not asking you for money. I'm not talking about your time. I'm talking about your physical effort. I'm talking about your heart, your soul. If you can't bring me the same energy that I bring you, bye. And the second thing that I learned from being homeless is that one day you have two feet on the ground, the next day you have one leg. And there's nothing you can do about it. But fucking keep walking. And life is just a fucking journey where you're just walking. And what if somebody trips you? Somebody trips you, you get back up. Right? What if a fucking car hits you? And boom, you'll lose your leg. And during the time of being homeless, I met this dude who literally didn't have a leg. Like, he had one leg, and then the other one was a prosthetic. And he was going through legal matters because his insurance would not pay for his leg. Which blows my fucking mind because he lost it in a car accident. You feel me? And he was paying a lot of money for that insurance. And he was still going through legal situations to get that worked out. So I was like, you know what? Look at this dude. Like, he went to college, he's doing good for himself financially, he runs his own business, and he's still fighting because he's in debt over a leg that should be paid for, you feel me? Because in America, we don't have free fucking health insurance, which pissed me off, you feel me? So it was like, stability isn't something that's real. That's the second thing I learned while I was homeless. And then what I learned from my relative passing away... And this is going to be long because I actually want to go into depth about all this shit. So what I learned from 
my relative passing away, I was like, you know what? I need to make the most of my life because I don't want to regret anything. When I die, I don't want to look back and be like, what the fuck? Or, you know, be on my deathbed and regret the way that I treated people, regret the way that I acted, regret the way that I lived my life because I want to do things because I want to do things, not because I have to do things, right? And I learned that stability isn't something that's real, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Because stability is something that's coming and going. Like the waves in the ocean. is being pulled in, it's being pulled out. Stability isn't something that's real. And I know that. Truly in my heart. And why? Because I fucking experienced it. Because one day I had a home and the next day I didn't. And so what I learned from my uncle passing away, I realized one... People are not truly gone. You feel me? Like their essence of the person, the memories, they live on. And the love that you have for that person lives on. And I want to have a lot of my love stick around. And not just for me, not just for my sake of being remembered, because I could care less if you remember me if I die tomorrow. But I want to be remembered in the sense of like, wow, if that person can do it, I can do it. And a lot of people look down on me. In that sense of, like, if they can do it, anybody could do it, type of thing. And I'm like, that's the fucking point. Like, I'm not special, you're not special, let's not be special together. Let's fucking make something special. Because the point is that it starts from nothing. And I think another thing that I learned from my relative passing away, I was like, you know what? The only thing that makes life special is the moments, the moments that you're laughing, the moments that you're crying, the moments that you remember, right? And the what you remember is the most impactful moments. You don't remember brushing your teeth. You don't remember tying your shoes. Why? Because you do it so much. But what you do remember is laughing so fucking hard that you almost pee yourself. Crying so much that you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Being pissed off. Having these heavy emotions arise and dissipate. Like waves crashing. You feel me? You remember the the sound of a wave crashing. You remember the what it looks like for a wave to crash. Right? And if the water was just stable all the time, you wouldn't care. Right? You can just picture it. But it wouldn't have a sound. It wouldn't have a smell. It wouldn't have a taste, touch, smell, sight. You feel me? You wouldn't be able to physically remember with all your five senses. And for it to be so prominent that you're like, wow, I could fucking write a book about this. You feel me? And so I learned to make life beautiful through my uncle's death. I was like, you know what? Life is short. Life is too short for me to be giving a rat's ass about all this bad shit. And all this bad shit is worth it because at the end of the day, I can say that I experienced this. And not for the sympathy, but for the people who think that they're doing bad at life. I'm going to show you, no, homie, I'm doing fucking worse. And I'm still doing it. So you better get your ass up. You feel me? And fucking cry it out. Or fucking punch that fucking punching bag out. Or fucking run that mile because you're so pissed off. Or scream at the top of your lungs because you're so frustrated. But feel that shit. Because you need to feel that shit. Because that, that shit is good shit. And the whole point of life is to feel that shit. Even the sad parts. 
like when I was crying myself to sleep, I was like, you know what, this is worth feeling it because I need to get it out of my system. And that's the only reason that it's still here. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it, getting out of my system by not allowing myself to feel these things. And another thing that I learned from his death was that I was running away from myself. I was running away from my true authenticity. I was running away from speaking up. I was running away from being a powerhouse of who I truly am. I was running away from being a leader. I was running away from being a guide. I was running away from being fucking gay. Which, to a lot of people, that sounds fake. Because how could you run away from something that's so true to you? And how could you run away from something that has nobody has a say in? But that's the point. Because you, you feel like people have a say in it, right? If you trip, you think everybody else is laughing at you. When in truth, everybody has their own reaction to you falling, right? Some people might be concerned. Some people, yeah, they might laugh. Some other people might help you up. Some other people might not even give a fuck. But you have all of these ideas already pre-made, pre-repaired in your mind. So you think you know the general statement. You know, you, you think you know the general ideas, right? You think you know what everyone's thinking when that's not the case, right? And so I was doing that to myself for a long time. I was like, you know what? Like, I already know that people are going to hate on me if I try to be, like, speak my wisdom or speak my truth or help people or guide people, so I'm not going to do it. But that was only stopping me from continuing to be a powerhouse, continuing continuing to be my true, true, true self, which is being the mama bear that you never knew you needed. That I know that by fucking strive off this shit and so that was one of the biggest things that I learned from his death to not run away from myself because life is too short life is way too fucking short for me to give a fuck about what you think or the next guy and the only thing that I can really do is make life beautiful for me and that means being myself to the fucking core even if people hate on me even if people have these ideas that I think they have even if they don't have those ideas and then what I learned from being back with my family was that everybody's trying. Everybody has their flaws. Everybody has their weaknesses. And like I said, I was putting too much weight on this scale of bad versus good. And everybody's trying. That's like the biggest, 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 biggest takeaway that I got Everybody is trying their best, trying their hardest to make their life just as good as yours. Or trying to feel just as good as you, right? Or trying to feel good in general. Because a lot of people, they put too much weight on the bad side. Especially when you have more burdens, more responsibility, more burdens. And when you have more burdens, you put more in the category of bad. I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. Oh my god, I, want, I don't want to do this shit. I just want to live, I just want to be happy, I just want to fucking breathe. I just want to sleep for once. Right? And I learned to cut people slack. And to have way, 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 way more empathy for people. Because I realized that just, like, I'm trying not to fucking be an asshole to the majority of people that I fucking run into. Because I have a hot head. Like, 
you tell me one thing i'm just like bro you're asking the dumbest questions right now like if you came into a store that i was working at and you're like do you sell this and i'd be like are you dumb did you see it you feel me like i'm one of those people that's like a hothead and so for me i'm trying not to fucking punch people in the throat punch people in the fucking nose and some people they're trying to not be sad and i realize that the people who are not trying to be sad are the people who will try to laugh the most even if that laugh that they're trying to get out is at your detriment right like if somebody who's really sad comes up to you and they're like oh there's those stains on your shirt ha 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 you know oh you're really short ha 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 oh you're really ugly ha 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 oh you're really fat ha 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 the people who try to get a laugh even at the detriment of you are the saddest people and i learned to have way more empathy for those people because i realized that pain is screaming at you and the only reason that i can hear it is because i went through it the only reason i know how to have empathy is because i experienced that hurt and i know what it's like to make fun of other people to feel good about yourself you feel me like everybody's done it at one point everybody's done some thing to their own extent you feel me like i've never like i've never really gone out of my way to say some really hurtful shit to somebody's face you feel me but like i'll think that thought and to me that's too already too far you feel me like i've run into people who they mumble under their breath and i'm like bitch you feel me like you don't need to be doing all that and in my head, I'll be like, bitch, this is why you're this. This is why you're that. And it'll make me chuckle, right? But I don't need to be doing that because that's, uh, that's like if I painted using my own blood. You feel me? Like if I cut myself and use that to paint because I want you to listen to me, because I want you to hear how much pain I'm in. You feel me? That's why people cut themselves. Because they're like, listen to me. And if you won't listen to me, look at it. It's on me. You can't deny the evidence that I'm showing you. I'm screaming for help. And you won't listen to me. And so, I just learned to have a lot more empathy for the people who want reactions out of other people. Because their pain is talking to you directly. It doesn't mean that I'm going to sit here and take all the fucking bullets, right? Like, if you're shooting at me because you're in pain, I'm not going to sit here and justify you shooting at me, right? But what I can say is that, damn, you're in pain, and I understand. And that's okay, because the only thing that sets me apart from other people is the amount that I understand. And so that's, like, the last biggest thing that I learned from basically being around my family. Because my family is one to take shots after shots on you. And I'm like, why the fuck do you guys do that? Like, that's not cute. You feel me? Why don't you guys do this? Why, don't, why, aren't, why aren't you guys productive? Why this? Why that? Why that? Why, 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 why? You know? And I realize that's partially my own control issues. And I need to realize that you can't control shit. It's like... It's kind of like... Trying to control the ocean. How the fuck are you going to do that? Like, you can't. 
Like, even if you built walls on all sides of the ocean, it's still going to rock back and forth. It's still going to be crazy. It's still going to be crashing. It's still going to be waves. There's still going to be fish. How are you going to contain something that big? You can't. You can't. And so I realized that I just needed to fucking relax. Like, fucking just relax. That's another thing. Because it's hard to give empathy to people who are constantly fucking shooting at you. You feel me? Like, it's kind of like if you went paintballing and you're wearing fucking protective shit, protective equipment, but people are still just do, 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 shooting at you, shooting at you, shooting at you. And you're like, the game isn't even fucking started. Like, what are you doing? Like, people are going to think that I'm already fucking, I already lost. I haven't even fucking started playing yet. And then they're like, well, just relax, dude. Like, it's just a joke. Woo, 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 you know? And bullies bully because of pain. And that's one of the biggest fucking lessons that I've learned throughout all of that. So, I hope that this was really clear and concise. Because I wanted this to be the last part. Because this is too many parts and I don't like making people wait to hear the full fucking story. So that's why this one's longer than the rest. But yeah. I hope this one was really clear and concise and that you enjoyed it and that you come back for tomorrow's podcast and that you have a good day, good night whenever you're listening. And yeah, hope to see you in the next one. Peace.